TED Audio Collective. You tagged me in this post. Did you want me to see it? I honestly didn't think that you would. Uh, Have you ever been publicly dragged? I have been. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, I'm Dylan Marin, and welcome back to Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the interview series where I have extended conversations with people who have said the most negative or hateful things about me on the internet. The response to this show has been amazing. Thank you for all of the emails of gratitude, and thank you so much for spreading the word and telling your friends. I cannot tell you how much it means to me. But also, you know, just to balance it out, someone wrote, fuck you, gay faggot, under an Instagram post I made about last week's episode, and while it's not the most nuanced review, it's a review nonetheless. Now, when I first set out to make this show, I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a battle of right versus left, liberal ideologies pitted against conservative ones. So today's guest is not a detractor from the far right, but actually someone who reminds me a lot of me. The title of today's episode is The Call is Coming from Inside the House. And you know that horror story where this babysitter is taking care of kids in an empty suburban home and she keeps getting menacing phone calls from a mysterious caller only to see that the caller ID reveals that the call is coming from inside the house? Yeah, it's terrifying and it shatters all sense of security. Now, I don't mean to co-opt that urban legend babysitter's fictional experience, but when you get hate from someone who you're politically aligned with, you suddenly get scared kind of surprised that you'd get criticized from someone on the same side. It can be easier to write off criticism from someone so different from you, but when it's someone who's similar, that can be scary stuff. So today, I'm talking to Matt. And a little while ago, Matt publicly posted this. Dylan Marin represents some of the worst aspects of liberalism. His unboxing videos are mostly smug condescension that only speak to people who already agree with him. We don't need this kind of media right now. We need people that can speak to folks on both sides of the issue. Communicators who can get folks to compromise, to see another side, and make incremental change. I've had enough of high horse liberalism. Um, so that is Matt, and I am going to call Matt right now. Hi, is this Matt? Yes, it is. This is Matthew. Hi, Dylan. Hi. We're going to blank out your last name. And do you want to go by Matthew or Matt? Uh, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Um, so how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I've uh, had a, a good day with some art, and I'm in the office, so it's uh, successful already. All right. That sounds like a great day to me. Um, to just start off, tell me a little about you. Uh, well, I am a... Southern uh, writer and artist. Um, I do a lot of work in Atlanta as well as in San Francisco. I'm a gay man. I 
do a lot of work about uh, sexuality, about HIV. Um, I'm very much interested in issues related to social justice. I think that from my own experience uh, as a communicator, I've found like it's it can be really easy to produce articles or works that are um, uh, finely tuned for uh, maximum virality, um, but perhaps that doesn't achieve the point of you know changing minds. Um, so that's that's who I am. That's where I'm coming from uh, as as an artist and as a communicator. I, I think what's funny to me is that we are very similar because on paper there's a lot of overlap. Um, Absolutely. You know, we you're an artist. I'm an artist. We're both queer. Um, we talk about social justice in our work. So I think that was maybe why I was particularly so. Um, I guess taken aback by what you wrote because I'm used to getting pushback from people who are far, far right, you know, and, and think I am just an abomination to humanity. But there was something about seeing what you posted that was like, oh, like the call is coming from inside the house kind of thing, you know? <laughs> and um, is and I feel like that's also a trend I started seeing on the more national scale, that liberals were really kind of getting at each other's throats and critiquing each other. Is that something you saw on a bigger scale? I do. I, I, I have seen that on the bigger scale. And I think that, for me, I'm a little bit more centrist. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I've received a lot of criticism from, like, the far-flung left Um you know, I, I would love it if we could, you know, completely demolish hatred uh, and live in a world with, you know, pure social justice. That would be fantastic. Uh, however, I think that, um, you know, you, you can't achieve that much change so quickly. Um, change is daily. Mm -hmm. Change is incremental. Change is hard to get to. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes uh, a, a little bit of hard work and a little bit of pain. and. Um, that's that's just part of the deal of life. Mm. So you're telling me all of the world can't be changed from one very concise uh, satirical internet video. Is that the news you're breaking to me? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. So Matthew, why did you write that? What inspired you to write that about me? I, I found the unboxing videos to... Uh, be a little bit problematic in the ways in which um, very important issues were discussed. All right, just to jump in and explain for any listeners unfamiliar with my work who haven't listened to previous episodes, Matthew is referring to my unboxing series. And you know those popular videos where YouTubers open up the latest electronic gadgets? Well, I satirize those videos by unboxing intangible ideologies like police brutality, Islamophobia, and the mistreatment of Native Americans. Here is a clip from me unboxing privilege. Today, I'm unboxing privilege. Nice! It's a silver spoon. Stick it in your mouth and see how far you get. I was just getting really tired of this sort of uh, liberal media scape that's about eviscerating, destroying, tearing down, all mm -hmm. these militaristic terms. Shutting that, down, yeah. Uh, you, shutting down, yeah, that you see. Um, 
because I think that that's really a, not a good way to have a conversation, especially a conversation about political issues where we're trying to change minds. Mm-hmm. For me, maybe it comes back to the the bigger picture of how you are leading your followers, how you're leading your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out you made me sound like a cult leader, and I'm kind of <laughs> flattered by that. So, I think you would make a wonderful cult leader. Oh, I think that Matthew. when I stare into your eyes, I just see the beauty and the depth of wow. eternity. Oh, God, Matthew, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm going to quit this podcast, and I'm going to go start a cult right now, okay? I think that you could make the most safe space, supportive social justice cult possible people would follow you to the ends of the earth <laughs> just don't give them kool-aid i well just, i'll give them, them kool-aid, Kool-Aid <laughs> but it will be vegan and low sugar i think cool kool-aid is already vegan um just kidding we're not sponsored by kool-aid we can't say this um no poison yeah it, w- it would be kool-aid but but no poison in it right just like a nice refreshing <laughs> beverage um, you know, I'm a liberal person myself. I mm-hmm. uh, voted for Hillary Clinton, uh, of course. Um, but I think that it's really important for us as liberals um, to always approach a conversation um, from a place of empathy, um, from a place of even if you disagree with me, I can have a civil conversation with you um, and hear out the other side, even if the other side is painful and hard to hear. Hmm. Um, and maybe try and make uh, just a few changes in somebody who disagrees with me as a liberal person. Hmm. Um, that's where I'm coming from uh, as a communicator. Hmm. Matthew, you um, you posted this pretty publicly, um, and, you, and you also tagged me in it, so I saw it right when you posted it. Um, have you ever been publicly dragged? I have been um, by both people I know and people I don't know. I'll start off with the one where it was people I knew. Okay. Um, so I had written a series of articles uh, about my experience taking prep, mm-hmm. uh, and it was not a very good experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, For those of you who don't know what PrEP is, don't worry. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. It is, according to the CDC, quote, when people at very high risk for HIV take HIV medicines daily to lower their chances of getting infected. PrEP can stop HIV from taking hold and spreading throughout your body. Daily PrEP reduces the risk of getting HIV from sex by more than 90%. And then just like the next day, uh, this person uh, wrote this long Facebook post. Uh, just tearing me down, tagging me, of course, about just how terrible I was, how I am a self-hating homosexual, um, how I am uh, homophobic and destroying the gay community, uh, and then just seeing a lot of people I knew just like piling on in the comment section. Hmm. Um, and you know, I had some friends call me up and ask if you know, like, oh, do I do I need to defend you? Do I need to get in there? And I just said, I, I, no, <laughs> I don't care. And did you not care? But it care? was hard. Did you not care? Um, oh, well, I cared, yes. Stay right there. We'll be right back. 
If you like this podcast and you want to help support it directly, you can check out our merch store. We have brand new shirts that say, Empathy is not endorsement, a mantra I've made for the show, and stickers that say what I say at the end of every episode, remember there's a human on the other side of the screen. Also, there's a shirt that has Rob Wilson's beautiful logo for our show on it. Check it all out at www.conversationswithpeoplewhohateme.com and click on Merch. And now, back to the conversation. Oh, well, I cared, yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's taken me probably a couple years to, um, you know, inure myself to mm-hmm. these sorts of things. But, you know, I've had to learn how to, A, realize that these sorts of responses just come with the job. <laughs> it's, it's, it's part of the work. Hmm. You can expect it. And what about being publicly dragged by people you don't know? So I partnered with the National Center for Civil and Human Rights in Atlanta to make a piece of public art called Atlanta's HIV-positive population now. All right. I want to Uh, visually describe the public art piece Matthew created. It's a roughly seven-foot black pyramid in downtown Atlanta that is actively updated with Atlanta's HIV-positive population. Um, and I go out there every week, and I update the number. Uh, right before this phone call, I had just gone out there and updated the number. My goal with this piece was to speak to people who are outside of the the bubble I'm in. You know, as a gay person, I know about HIV. Queer people know about HIV. And what did that public dragging look like? Like, how did it manifest? Just very, very uh, hot article written about me on a local queer zine that was, oh gosh, um, how I am uh, racist, I guess, because I didn't center uh, the like black trans experience in my work. Um, if I'm understanding correctly, you were just counting the whole number of all of Atlanta, of the people in all of Atlanta who were HIV positive, right? Yes. Well, I, that's actually, um, you know... Not every artwork can be all things to all people, uh, and as art critics, I think it's uh, imperative to discuss what's there mm-hmm. rather than try and you know make up this sort of like straw man mm-hmm. uh, theoretical piece of what you think it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I do understand that uh, people of color, trans people, um, people who are housing and food unstable are very much at the center of this epidemic here in Atlanta. Um, but the, the, the data that I'm drawing from doesn't get that granular, first mm-hmm. of all. Uh, and uh, it's really meant to be about the entire epidemic is what, mm-hmm. what my, my piece was. Mm-hmm. This is a number. And I understand that it may be uncomfortable for a lot of people to view. Hmm. I think that um, that's a good space for art to be in. Art should be very much something that uh, upsets your daily routine. It should um, strike you. It should be something that makes you completely rethink everything. Um, And sometimes art is not (laughs) lovely and positive, Mm-hmm. Um, what I say with all my art is the art is not the object itself. Mm-hmm. The art is the conversation that you can start mm-hmm. through your work. Yeah, uh, I totally so agree. Being able to, 
you know, spark all these other conversations about stigma, about the role of HIV in our community. Um, I, I think that my work absolutely did what I wanted it to do. Yeah. Um, I think that it was hard for me to uh, deal with the fact that people who I know are dragging me and calling me an expert in shame mm-hmm. uh, and calling me homophobic and racist. Um, did you read the essay that was written about you? I got the cliff notes from friends. Got it. Why didn't you want to read it? Um, it's not useful for me to like have that emotional mm. experience of having to, um, you know, read all these terrible things about me. It's just more important that I understand what they're saying and why they're saying it. So I can incorporate that into my future work. Hmm. So just to go back to, to what you had written about me, um, you tagged me in this post. Did you want me to see it? I honestly didn't think that you would. Really? Um, really. Um, and, you know, I think th- I, that was also before a lot of, before I experienced a lot of the same things of being dragged online. Hmm. And I think that now I would definitely not do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not tag me or not post it at all? <sighs> I don't think I would post it at all. I think that that was an example of me putting some negative energy into mm-hmm. the world uh, that was hateful mm-hmm. and not appropriate. You know, I, I do still stand by the sentiment mm-hmm. of that idea. Um, that I represent I, some I, of the worst aspects of liberalism? I think the unboxing videos do. Okay. I am sorry for responding negatively. I think that was not something that I'm proud of. Uh, I think that I don't want to put in negative, more negative energy into this world anymore. I think there's already enough of it. Mm-hmm. So I really want to refocus my own work and regear mm-hmm. my own mind towards more positive mm-hmm. ways of communicating. Um, do you regret writing this post about me? No, because I'm having a wonderful conversation with you right now. Matthew. And I would and I would not have had this conversation had I not written that. That's so. true. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for saying that I represent the worst aspects. Because I just want to say, I'm also really enjoying this conversation, too. So, um, I think it's important. I mean, it's... Um, there was part of me that was uncomfortable and I think uniquely uncomfortable because like I said, we're so similar that when someone who's so similar to you um, kind of has a strong dislike for you, you're like, oh, fuck, there's something wrong with me. You know what I mean? So, Matthew, I wanted to reveal something to you that this podcast actually does have a title and I wanted to know if you agree with it. Um, this podcast is called Conversations with People Who Hate Me. Um, do you still hate me? I didn't hate you going into it. Oh, okay. I just s- strongly disliked the unboxing video. <laughs> okay, okay. I think that we should definitely be doing what you're doing right now, which is using technology uh, to find common ground with people even who disagree with you, mm. rather than uh, using technology to further divide us. Yeah, I love that you said that because I also really bristle. 
I bristle at the criticism that says that the internet is this awful place, right? Um, because sure, I, I think there are a lot of negative things that can come out of the internet, but I think there are also a lot of beautiful things that can come that can come out of the internet too. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, I don't know. How do you see the internet? Well, um, I'm going to get very theoretical with you right now. Take me there. I, you know, there's this idea uh, that the computers are going to take over one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to overthrow society, and it's you know, it's going to look like you know, uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, where it's the sentient computer uh, that has achieved uh, primacy over uh, man and is able to control them. Whereas possibly maybe we would destroy ourselves um, if we choose to use technology uh, for hatred, for dividing ourselves, for um, being mean to other people. Um, And so I think that, you know, don't think that the the androids are going to come and uh, destroy us. Perhaps we might destroy ourselves if we... um, don't figure out a way to use the internet and its technologies uh, in a way that builds peace and builds bridges of understanding amongst ourselves. A lot of that I'm actually trying to do by making this podcast. Um, You know, trying to, uh, if I can be so bold as to say model, the way we can have conversations that people who disagree with us or people who um, have posted negative things about us. You know, I, I think that is also an important skill, right? Um, conversation, kind of disarming each other so that we can actually give way to a conversation like the one we just had. I mean, we just mm-hmm. had a really, um, to me, fascinating conversation about like the role of art and our similarities and what makes us different and how we see the role of art in the world. Um, And that's really valuable to me, you know? I think that we are aware in real life when Mm -hmm. we are putting out negative energy Mm -hmm. uh, and the repercussions it has. I think that we should be aware of that online as well. Um, And think about, even if I disagree with you, how can I frame it in a way that is positive and empathetic and builds bridges. Um, and I think that, you know, the old me <laughs> just a year ago who uh, posted uh, and tagged you on Facebook uh, was not approaching uh, my disagreement with you from an empathetic place. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but now that's what I'm interested in doing as a person, as a writer, as an artist, as just a human being having a spiritual experience. No, excuse me, having a, a spiritual being having a human having experience. A human That's experience, it, yeah. <laughs> spiritual being having a human experience. Yeah. Um, well, Matthew, I totally affirm that, and I think that's just such a great way to end this conversation. Um, great to talk to you today, and um, I'll see you on the internet, okay? All right. See you later. Okay, bye, Matthew. Bye. 
Conversations with People Who Hate Me is a production of Night Vale Presents. Christy Gressman is the executive producer. Vincent Cascione is the sound engineer and mixer. Alan Rahimik is the production manager. The theme song is These Dark Times by Caged Animals. The logo was designed by Rob Wilson. And this podcast was created, produced, and hosted by me, Dylan Marin. Special thanks to Night Vale Presents Director of Marketing, Adam Cecil, our publicist, Christine Ragasa, and also Dustin Flannery-McCoy, Rob Silcox, Mark Maloney, and production assistants, Allison Goldberger and Emily Muller. Thank you to all of those who gave encouragement throughout this process, and also thank you to those who warned me against doing this project. I did it anyway. And yes, thank you to those who wrote the hateful messages, comments, and posts that inspired me to turn one-way negativity into productive two-way conversations. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back with another conversation next week. If you love this show, tell all of your friends about it. And if you hated this show, maybe write to me. Tell me why you hated it. And who knows, maybe you'll be a guest on the show. Just remember, there is a human on the other side of the screen. We're racing, racing through these dark times. It's hard to take it. We're going to make it dark times Make it through these dark times Make it through these dark times